Welcome to Backseat Drivers Podcast, where we cover everything from business strategies, office shenanigans, and any hot topic that gets us fired up. We will give you all the stories, tips, and advice that you never asked for or wanted, because we are the Backseat Drivers. Welcome everyone to Backseat Drivers. We're back with another week, another episode for Episode you. 10 to be exact. This is a milestone. This is a big one. Did you is know? Well, or not really, but I feel like it is. Double it digits. Might be. Yeah, double digit. Ooh. Yeah. So did you know that we now have listeners in France? Uh, well, I didn't necessarily see that. Yeah. So we have listeners in France and we have 25 of the 50 continental united states wow so we got half the u.s listening and like five other countries which is pretty awesome yeah so you know thank you canada i'll start with canada yeah i mean, can't forget the usa no do we need a usa chant going here usa usa okay that was good yeah see we're on the same page two we knew two was enough yeah man there's a lot going on in the world right now so much we don't like to get political. I mean, we do but, behind closed doors, but right. not uh, not broadcasting it to it's, the world. It's just, I mean, I I feel like we have to at least acknowledge Ukraine yep. for their efforts and holding off Russia. It's they're this, you know. I understand Russia has like I don't know something like a million more military they can call up, yeah, to go, but. Um, Ukraine's holding off, and I understand Russia. You know, sanctions can actually uh, be part of the reason they don't move quicker. But um, I don't know. I mean, they had that whole like I don't know. Was it forty miles of just tanks and military vehicles halted forever and? Look, I'm not going to pretend like I know all of what's going on over there because I don't. No, I. But what I do know is that there are people, um, Ukrainians that live here in the U.S. that are literally going back to fight over there to protect their country, and I also know they have a president that is not afraid. Yeah, who was out there getting stuff done, which. would it be great for a country to have that kind of leadership? Well, I mean, I think we're doing what needs to be done right now. I mean, we don't need to get get too far in the weeds with it. But, I mean, my point of bringing that up is um, a sovereign nation was invaded um, and no fault of their own. And so, you know, I mean, thoughts and... Uh, We just have to keep Ukraine in our thoughts, I guess. I mean, they're doing what they need to do, and it's unfortunate that uh, you got a psychopath on the other side. Well, yeah, I mean, thoughts and prayers go out to those people, and um, I think just knowing, I mean, but at the same time, I mean, just going on on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and just being like, we stand with Ukraine, I mean, that's not really really anything, like, cool, like, that's cool but what does it really do well i mean i it, mean if, it if sends them a message that you know when they see all these people that are in their corner it 
it helps, but I right. mean, we're sending them. But there's stuff. A, there's a difference. Like, okay, when when I was hurt, there were people that were like, "Oh, hey, praying for you." I'm like, "Okay, cool, thanks." But then there were like people who like showed up, like that actually like brought us meals and helped take care of things, and like I mean, you were one of those people. So like, actually, I mean, I didn't show up to give you a meal. You didn't show up to give me. I don't know that I want your meal, but you Dude, helped. I'm a good cook. I can cook. You had some. Yeah, I've had stuffed mushrooms that you made, and those were pretty tasty. I'm not gonna Jeez, lie, dude. Listen, you look. I was on a roll, okay, and you ahead. took it away. Go ahead. I was butter, and okay. you took it away. Do it because, like I was saying, the people that show up to help, like those are the people that you want in your corner backing you up. That are like, okay, yeah, like this is meaningful. But just to be saying, like, hey, thinking about you. Like what? What does that do? Like why? Why do we even say that as a culture? Because to me, without any action behind it, it's meaningless. Because it's all about the good vibes and sending that energy your way. That does nothing. That's bullcrap. Well, I don't know about that. Now, I mean, if you want to talk about like actual tangible things or like actual prayer, fine. But if you're talking oh, about, oh, but that's different. Like sending your positive thoughts out there to them is different than giving a prayer of positive thought but my point is to be like i'm thinking about you what what does that do sending positive energy your way positive thoughts okay it's like positive prayer i mean look i'm not going to say that positive words don't matter because they do i mean have you seen the things about like the plants that like all the kids in the school like said hurtful things to this plant like every day and this other one they like said great things to and everything else was the same and like the one that was talked negatively to was like (laughs) dead and the other one was like bright and vibrant right they forgot to say that that negative one also didn't get water or nutrients yes it did yeah i don't know about that anyways so i guess there can be but my point is is that sometimes we need to do more than just our words. There needs to be actions. Like if we truly are meaning what we're saying, then there should be some sort of action and we can't get involved in everything because that would just be ridiculous. That's not going to help anybody because then we're going to be spread too thin. But I don't know. Am I making any sense at all? Like there should be actions behind the words. Yeah. But I mean, there's again, a lot of politics that go into what's happening right now. So taking a physical action right now is not uh, what's appropriate. So. Uh, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not even talking about necessarily Ukraine in general. I'm just talking about like the broad scope of when people are like, oh, I'm thinking about you or I'm praying yeah. for you. Like, okay, but what are you doing for them tangibly? Do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes tangible things aren't needed. Just that positive thought and prayer is needed. Sometimes people but don't so, need it. Sometimes people need to talk. Sure. But I guess what I'm saying is don't don't just say things to just say things. Like because empty words I think are worse than no words at all. Hmm. Huh. That's possible. Well, anyway, people over there are getting hurt. Yeah. And hopefully, you know. Uh, it comes to an end real quick. Yes. Hopefully there's a conclusion that's in our future. I hurt myself last night. <laughs> no, not last night. Was it Monday? 
I don't know. So, you know, we talk about good transitions and we're like, oh, that was a good transition. That was terrible. Yeah. That was probably one of the. Here's here's why it came so abruptly. It's because I bent my finger and it hurt. Mm -hmm. And and so go ahead. Tell them what happened. (laughs) Tell them about your brutal injury over here. Not. Well, it's not brutal, but so I was uh, making dinner with Bella. We were making some tacos and for Taco Tuesday. um, Yeah. But it was Monday. No, it was Monday. Monday. So. Um, Let me ask you: Were they corn tortillas or flour tortillas? They were hard, hard shell. shell. Hard yeah. shell. Okay. Hard shell. Now, were they ones with the flat bottoms? Yes, yes the ones that stand up on yes. their own. Because those are those are pretty fantastic. Yeah. Like Nicole's not a big gimmick thing. Like she doesn't like things that are like gimmicky. You know, they only yeah. have one purpose. Every time we get the regular taco shell, she's like, I don't know why I just don't get those flat bottom ones because they, they're so much better. They so, yeah, stand they up. Are. Yeah. Yeah. And they hold together better, I feel like. Right. So I fit more in them. Can you? There's more area. I mean, think about it. Yeah. It's a flat bottom, so it creates more more area to fit more taco in there. Ingredients, yeah. Right. So I was cutting an avocado, cut the avocado open. I was on the phone at the same time. And um, I had a knife into... The seed, or is it the pit? It's the pit. Is it the pit of the yes, avocado? It's the pit of the avocado. I feel like it might be a seed. We should verify that at some point. So anyway, I'm putting a knife through it, not really paying attention because I'm going to twist it and pull it out, and the that was the pit or the seed was soft, and my knife went right through it into like the bottom joint of my finger. And I felt like I hit bone. It hurt. I pulled it out. I was bleeding really good. And later I noticed that uh, it hurt to bend my finger. I couldn't really bend it great. And it was hurting in the palm of my hand, down in my wrist. And I'm pretty sure I hit a tendon is what happened. And so now when I bend or squeeze, make a fist, I have a pain all the way down to my wrist, just in one area. So I think I hit the tendon. I'm sorry. That's very, uh, so I'm not sure if I'm going to go to the doctor or not. I might just, you know, see what happens over the next week or so, but this isn't the first time I've done something to myself. You know, I've was making this game a ladder golf Mm. and the the game, it's like these golf balls that are connected with a string and you throw them and they go around a, a, um, a ladder type thing. So I'm making this for like my dad or something on Father's Day and I have this golf ball in a vice that I'm drilling through and for whatever reason i pick up the ball and i'm holding it as i'm drilling and that drill bit goes through the ball into my finger and i couldn't pull the drill bit back out so i had to reverse it oh back out my finger that sounds incredibly painful well, 
It didn't feel good, that's for sure. Um, and then I had to go to the doctor, and they're like, what did you do? This is mangled. And they got, like, one stitch in it, and they're like, we can't do anything with this, you know. But when I was younger, I was notorious for stitching myself up. Like, I, I cut my finger. I stitched that up. Parents weren't happy. And then I, I remember I split my head open, too, one time. Okay, so here's what I found about avocados. And I stitched my head up in the mirror. My mom was furious. I bet. So, avocado. Yep. It is a pit, which is the seed. Okay. So, it says, prepping your avocado seed, it says... Carefully remove the pit from the avocado. Gently rinse the seed to remove any remaining green flesh. So it's like used interchangeably, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So one time when I was working at a restaurant, I was on... um, What kind of restaurant? Fast food restaurant. It doesn't have a name. It does. Mm. Okay. You're not going to say the name. It was a... It was Burgerville. Oh, man. I wish you still worked there. <laughs> I used to work at Burgerville. And uh, anyway, so I was cleaning the floors. and You didn't last long there, did you? Uh, well, because I quit. I went to work at Fultano's Pizza. Once again, shout mm. out to Fultano's Pizza. Uh, so, Guy, if you're listening, see, I still plug Fultano's. Um, anyways, so. But I Burgerville was, was better. Well, it's two different things. It is two Pizza different things. I'm just messing around. Um, so the broom was held together with duct tape because it broken, mm. and it came apart again, like the handle from the head. So I had to cut away the previously duct tape that was around the handle so that I could re-duct tape it. And as I'm cutting it, I had like one of those box cutters. Oh, yeah. And I'm cutting away from myself like you're supposed to do, uh-huh. right? And it slips, and it jabs my knuckle, and you can kind of see the scar right there still. Do you see that, Will, that little tiny scar? Anyways, there was, like, this arc of blood that just, like, came shooting out, like, this little arc rainbow. It was like, oh, boy. Okay. Anyways, and then I had to, like... Yeah, you get workers th- comp for that? No. Huh. I don't believe in workers comp. That's because you're a business owner. Well, even back then, I didn't believe in it. I was like, oh, I injured myself. That's on me. Yeah. That happens. But that's the difference between people who suck off the system and people who are the system. Right. So. uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are valid workman's comp things. That just wasn't one of them. Can I ask you a question about that um, avocado? Yes. Can you take that? And plant it then. Put it in the ground. Is that what it's saying? Like you can actually take that seed or maybe you're. So what I am seeing so far is that. I mean we couldn't do that in Oregon. I don't think we can. No. So this is what it's saying is you need to clean it. But not like scrub it too abrasively. Mm. Get all the green avocado off. And then you want to grab some toothpicks, and uh-huh. then you're going to stick the toothpicks, like, looks like four of them, uh-huh. around, like, spaced evenly. And then you're going to sit it on a cup of water. Yeah. 
And then you want to keep the bottom of the seed or the pit moist. Mm-hmm. So it's like halfway. And that's what the avocado, the toothpicks are for. Yeah. Just keep it elevated halfway up. And then it says wait. Um, place then- your seed in a spot that is warm and bright but out of direct sunlight. Change the water once a week or anytime it becomes cloudy. Before the seed starts to sprout, the top of the seed dries out. The outer brown covering falls off and the pit spills open from the top to bottom. Eventually, a small root emerges from the bottom of the pit. The root grows first and shoots appear later, rising from the top of the pit. Once the root forms, do not let the water leave or water level drop. Roots need to be submerged to survive. Huh. And then it says when the avocado stem grows six or seven inches tall, cut it back to three inches. This causes the plant to branch to become bushy. As new leaves appear, the root will thicken. When the plant is six inches tall again, plant the seed in 10-inch wide pot with commercial potting soil. Bury the bottom half of the seed, and the top half should stick out of the soil. Okay, so yeah, basically, yes. The answer is yes. You can use that seed to grow an avocado yes well i just learned something here yeah that's why i was wondering i'm like that's interesting but i so to me i would have thought you would just put it in the ground and planted it and call mm-hmm. it good but yeah i'm no avocado grower so no, you are not a green thumber i'm not although okay let me tell you something cool really quick so at uh at our end of the season basketball uh, what do you call it potluck or whatever mm-hmm. um the the players' parents got me and some of the other coaches um, plants because they had said that we had been planting into their sons and helping them grow as men. And so they wanted to give us a plant as a reminder of all the hard work that we put into helping them blossom. And so I got this orchid and I've been taking massive care of this orchid. Like I want to see it grow. And it is like, growing bright purple leaves and when i got it it had nothing on it so yeah i thought that was pretty fantastic and orchids are actually pretty finicky yeah right they're hard to keep alive so the moisture that's given to them and it It may not be an orchid now that i think about it but it's some sort of plant that's purple (laughs) okay that's how much of a green thumb i am anyways the whole point is plants are like people you can plant and help grow them interesting you're weird thanks let's talk a little business okay so thinking in time back in time thinking about those before us those with us today that are great leaders it's interesting how great leaders inspire action Mm -hmm. how they can influence those who Um, are coming up behind them and those that work for them being a leader is not everyone can be a leader nope (laughs) right i mean anybody can be a follower but not everybody can be a leader and when you find those leaders it's it's interesting um to one see how they do things Mm -hmm. observe take it in and implement that yourself but it's also when you find a leader you want to hold on to them help them bring them up as well and see how they work on their own what do you think makes a great leader 
respect. Okay. Humble. So I'm sorry, when you say respect, like they respect other people or people respect them as Both. leaders? Both. Okay. Yep. They're humble. And they're humble. And they are open to suggestion mm-hmm. and change. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a leader, you don't always have to have the right idea. Right. You just have to know where to get it from. And I think that, you know, that comes from many different areas. But that's what makes you a leader is being able to take opinions from others and understand where someone's coming from and be be able to say, okay, I like that idea. But also being able to expand off of it and say, let's try, let's try this. Um, And not always having to think you're right and what you're thinking is the right way because there's a million ways to do something. Right. Well, so I think you're right. I think you, to be a good leader, you need to be um, pouring into those people that you are leading. You can't just lead by just telling them what to do, you need to be pouring into them. You well, need that's to be leading by example. Right. As well. Yeah. And so being, like you said, being adaptable, being able to change, being able to take what other people are saying and find something positive in there to tweak it and change it. And, mm-hmm. you know, Nicole's always, my wife is always telling me that I'm like taking her ideas and like making them better. Like she's like, well, that wasn't your idea. I'm like, you're right. It was your idea, but this is how we are tweaking it and so i think that is something that leaders do is they don't necessarily have like you said they don't have to have their own ideas they know where to get it from and then they can expand upon those ideas or maybe take an idea that wasn't going to work and find a way to make it work just by changing a few things like like i always say there's no point in reinventing the wheel right there's no reason to start over from ground zero when you already have a good base foundation yeah and foundations are key. I mean, as long as those foundations are strong and you know what you're building off of. Right. I mean, you have room to grow. Well, so to have a good foundation, you need good founders. And those founders, part of what also makes a good leader is clear vision and clear expectations. And knowing where the company's going, being able to give that vision and being able to drive the company towards those goals. And being, you know, an entrepreneur, you know, wanting to have a startup, it's very important to choose who you choose. If you choose to have a co-founder, co-partner, it's very important on who you choose to be that person. Yeah. So I've only had one business partner. I'm talking to him right now. Right. And uh, I feel like I've been pretty blessed as far as business partners go because you and I have a pretty good thing going. Like we are not ever offended to step on each other's toes. We are able to call each other out on the bull crap that is said. We're able to take an idea and then be like, okay, but what about this? And we're never offended by what the other person is saying or doing and we there's a lot of trust that goes in that like we're going to be on the same page like we have never so this is a 50 50 partnership 
And not once have we ever been at a stalemate. Um, I, you know, I mean, we've been really close at times. Um, but I think that's true for the most part. I, I think we're able to be upfront and honest with each other about what's going on, whether it's positive or negative. Um, I know I've been able to come to you and be like, dude, this is where we're at right now. And this is what we need to do. Yeah. And I've come to you been like, Andrew, (laughs) this is what you need to do. And this is what I have to do in order to make this happen. And we buckled down. We did it. Or we also got the team and rallied and made things happen. Well, so like I was saying, like, though, is that you and so we've we've never been at a stalemate. We've been close, like you said. But one of us is always not on edge. Like one of us is a little bit further than the other one at all times, like on a stance or something like Sometimes we'll dig in, but somebody's dug in a little bit less, and we're willing to give up. We're willing to submit to what the other person is saying, or even willing to look completely the opposite of what you were thinking because of what the other person is saying, because there's a trust there. Like, I trust that you have the best interest of the company at heart. You trust that I have the best interest of the company at heart. And so when you were able to work out of that trust you know that each person is coming from a point of wanting to see it succeed yeah and i you know i think we are able to understand each other's role as a business you know when i come to you and I'm like, Andrew, here's the financial outlook. Here's what we need to do. This is where we need to get to. You listen, you execute, you figure out that way to get us to where we need to be. And being able to trust me in the direction of where we need to be financially to get us to these goals we need to be in, what we need to do, what we don't need to do. You listen you take that and then we all come together and you're like, here's a plan that we can do. Right. And then we're all able to say, okay, what if we do tweak this, do this, you know, maybe not do that, but increase on this. Right. And we always come around to, okay, this is going to get us where we need to be. Right. And you know, sometimes it's like, okay, this is what we need to do how do we make this happen? I come back and say, okay, well this is how we make it happen, but here's what's going to cost. And like with these cameras that we're trying to get right now, like there is a substantial cost to these cameras. And I feel like you want to dig in and be like, no, we don't want these cameras. But I also feel like, you know, that it's a good idea to get these cameras because it's going to help us in the long run. Right. And I feel like you were just baiting me right there but baiting you how was i baiting you to be like oh we did the podcast and remember we were talking about the cameras and you said (laughs) oh i wasn't baiting i was just i know i'm just giving you a hard time okay but 
Um, right. And there has to be common ground. Like, if you don't, you don't get everything with the financial stuff. You don't want to. I, I have zero desire to get it all. And, but you trust me on, and you've said it before, you know, you have more experience in this than I do. Right. If that's what we need to get to where we need to go, let's do it. I right. trust you. Well, it's just like the rules for drive red. Like you don't know all the rules. You don't know division 160, division 15. I don't want to. You don't know. But that's where I live. Like that's all the stuff that I know. Right. And so you trust me on on that. Like we have our roles and there is a trust and there is a point where we can look back and say, okay, we have this common goal. We both want to see it su- succeed. And sometimes we come about it from different perspectives. But when we look at it as a perspective as a whole, then we're able to see the whole picture. Right. And, you know, I think being able to have that trust and understanding of uh, we have our different roles, but a common goal. Yep. And um, that common goal is what makes it successful. Have you had business partners that have not been successful like we have? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, so, and that's, you know, part of that trust I think you have. I've, I've had several business partners. I mean, I've been part of companies that are much larger. Um, and also have had companies, um, that are smaller. And it doesn't always work. I mean, I, I've i had businesses that have failed, um, and that's okay. I mean, I've had businesses that were successful that I didn't realize were successful. And looking back, I remember I got bought out. And one, I'm like, what the hell did I do? Why did I sell that? That was perfectly fine. Yet, you know, I sold out just because it was, I mean, it was the right thing at the right time and made it work. So I've had other business partners that um, um, the business, just the partnership didn't work out. And um, I think there's, this is the importance of picking that co-partner is the vision and sometimes people have other visions right and i i know my strengths and i know my weaknesses i'm i'm very good at the business side of things and knowing what needs to be done to reach the goals to get there and how to get there and i need the implementer well this is the whole thing we talked about like with sierra right, right. she's an integrator right And that's part of maybe where, you know, the struggles are is I need that integrator. I can get us there. No problem. But I need the integrator, the person, you know, there behind me. And that's where um, I think also um, a couple of them have failed because of that is you're not always that integrator doesn't always understand business as well. 
Well, I think both of us, we, we haven't always had Sierra in the role that she's in. And no. we've both had to be the integrator at different points and implement things and separately and simultaneously. And, yeah. um, but I just keep coming back to that word trust. Like I just trust that, that you have my best interest, not even just as the company, but like me as a person, like mm-hmm. I know that you have my best interest and you have my back regardless of what's going on. And so knowing that makes it easier to, do business with somebody when you know they have your six regardless of what's going on like even if our company went bankrupt Uh and we were out of business i'm confident that you would still have my back like we would find a way to go do something else like that's the the trust that i have well i don't go into business not to make money right i don't go into business half-ass i mean if if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. And I'm always going to have your best interest because our end goal is to make money, to provide products, services, whatever it is to someone. And if you're not in it and you don't get it, it's not going to work. Right. right? So I'm always going to have your back because your back's my back. Right. Right. So if we're not, uh, if we don't have each other's, and can't see what I'm doing for you or what you're doing for me, it's not going to work. Speaking of backs, we both do not like to have our backs to open entrances. We like Mm -hmm. our backs against a wall. So it's very difficult when we go to a restaurant, it's just the two of us, to find a place that we can sit where both of our backs are to the wall and not to an entrance. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been that way for a long time i don't i want to make sure i'm able to react to a reaction right to see what's going (laughs) on yeah anyways that was just a little side note about having backs so i mean business is funny that way right i mean picking a co-partner is hard it's it's tough but you gotta pick the right person right or it's not gonna work so um just think about that when you're thinking about your startup or who you want to go into business with, what type of business you're going in with, and you find that right person, you're all assets to the company. So, but if you can't let go of that one piece, you're always going to be the roadblock too. Right. You have to be able to let someone else do what they need to do to get you there. Right. Well, you have to be able to delegate. You can't do everything on your own. And I am really good at delegating. That is my strength. You yeah. can, Literally, my award at the Christmas party was the quarterback award because I was always handing things off. And that's fine. People can make fun of it. But it is a skill to be able to <laughs> delegate. Like, not everybody can delegate things. Some people are like, no, I have to do it myself. I have the ability to trust the people that are around us to hand things off, to be like, okay, this is what needs to be done. And then to follow up and make sure that it's being done. Like it's, yeah. So that's. Yeah. No, but you know what also with you is you're a doer. Like if I go to you and be like, Hey, Andrew, I need you to do this, figure this out. Like, even if it's like, hey, call this person. We need money from them. <laughs> You'll do it. 
Right. Like, you know what? That's what we need to do. That's okay. Here, and you'll do it. Um, that hasn't happened in a long time, but yeah, thank goodness. When we were first getting up and going, I, I'll admit it, man. I gave you that crap. I was well. Hey, here, I'm, we got to do this. We need this. We need this. We need this. You know? I'm not afraid to ask for any. I'm not afraid of the no. You can't be right. You can't be like it's all. I know what I want. I know what we need, and I'm not afraid to ask for it. The worst they're going to do is say no. And and you know the funny thing about that is. Uh, People, a lot of people have a hard time saying no as well. Right. So, right. which people, some people don't understand, like you're calling and you get no after no after no. It's hard for that person to tell you no. Right. And I think we said no just means not right now. Not right now. Yep. And so when you call them back later, it may not be that no again. And it may be that they're like, oh, man, I really don't want to, but let's let's give these guys a try. Right. Let's see what they're about. So, I mean, just because you're getting a no doesn't mean you failed, you know? So, Well, I mean, think about how many, since we've done, so Drive Red is, is like the core of what we started at, but that's not all we do anymore. We have lots of different branches of this thing, right? Yeah. How many other things or ideas have we come up with that just didn't go anywhere? We're like, oh, that'd be really cool. I'm like, we'll get this idea and then we'll go. And then it's like, there's no traction to it. There's no, right. Right. But then there's other things that we've been talking about for years that still haven't gained any traction, but we're still talking about like, okay, we're going to be able to do this one day. We're going to, we're going to try this. And like, there's just these different seeds yeah, if you will, like we're talking about obviously the transition yeah, the there, avocado, yeah. right? Um, that okay, it's like a bamboo. You just made my finger hurt. Good. <laughs> a bamboo, right? When you plant a bamboo, you don't see anything for like four or five years, but then, like one day, you see it sprout up, and it sprouts like three feet in a day. Dude, bamboo, it's is cra- so invasive. It's so invasive. Our neighbors had a bamboo tree. It was growing over on our property, coming up through. It was, yeah. Dude, I, I remember um, this one house I had. I don't know if you remember it, um, but I I had bamboo growing in the front. And um, it was out south, but um, it's kind of like a flag lot type okay. thing. Um, I, had, I had my red tundra time. I've never known you with a red tundra. Yeah, my lifted red tundra. No, mm, okay, maybe. I remember the excursion. Yeah, I got it after that. Okay. Um. So that place, I had bamboo growing like crazy. I'd cut it down, and I ended up using it for an arbor. And it wasn't just little bamboo. That stuff grows thick. Yeah. So, um, yeah, bamboo can be invasive, though. All right, so speaking of invasive things... What's one piece of advice that you would give to our listeners that they didn't ask for? We're saying that this is invasive well, because we're giving them yeah. something they don't want right. to hear. Right. I feel like that's not the case most times. It's not, but. I feel like. It's, it's just a tagline, bro. It's just go you know, with it. Good advice and not necessarily advice, just. Well, I mean, backseat drivers, just because they're know? giving advice doesn't mean it's not good advice. It's just sometimes right. unsolicited unsolicited yeah 
Yep. You know, so I've been getting a lot of memories, you know, that come through from Google or Facebook okay. or whatever. My Verizon. And a lot of images are coming up and I forget. And images are pieces of your history, mm-hmm. right? Of where you've been, where you've gone, where you came from. And it means something. And I I look back and I wish, oh man, you know what? I wish I would have taken more pictures. I wish I would have written that down. And so I, I've been thinking, you know, what can I do to remember this? Because in a year, is this going to pop up of, hey, look what happened nine years right. ago. So my advice would be, you know, it sounds weird, like journaling or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, guys don't journal or whatever. But, you know, looking back, it's cool to see those memories. And I think writing writing down what's going on in your life on the day-to-day or weekly is pretty cool to look back on. Well, I mean, even if you just take pictures of things, I mean, what's saying a picture is worth a thousand words? Right. And it brings back all those memories. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm terrible about taking pictures when I we do too. things. I am too. Fortunately, my wife is amazing at it. Like, anytime we're out doing something, she'll, like, take pictures of the boys or whatever. Like, we went hiking yesterday, and she's taking pictures. I'm like, I should take, I should take pictures. But then I didn't. I just let her do it. So Yeah, so I th- that's exactly, I think, my point is take more pictures. Remember what you're doing. Right. Stop. Smell the roses. And... You know, try not to take things for granted and be in the moment when you're there. Take those pictures, collect those pictures, put them somewhere, put them, build a book, put them online, put them in a virtual photo album or Mm -hmm. something you can tangibly touch, look at and share with people. You know, write things down. So far, all the advice that you've given, I haven't taken. But this one. I think I will listen to. I need to take more pictures. Yeah. And it is annoying at the time. You're like, why are you taking, why are you taking all these pictures? Come on, you know, enjoy the moment, but you can still enjoy the moment. Right. And still, and still have the pictures. You don't have to go overboard, but document it. Remember it. You know, it'd be crazy to like take one, at least one picture every day for a year. Mm -hmm. That'd be, I should do that. One picture every day for a year. So, Look, these are the times of our life. These are the days of our lives. These are the times, the days, whatever. Just like the so, sands of an hourglass. What are you saying right I don't now? Know, the, the days of our lives thing. Remember like... Oh, the show? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like a soap opera. Yeah. Is it still on? Oh, I'm sure it is. It's like 80 years old. Yeah. Yeah, these are the days of our lives. Anyway, my point is take more pictures, be in the moment, write things down, do a journal, share those moments with other people. Right. And And just to clarify, though, there is a difference between taking a picture and like taking a picture and posting on Facebook at that moment. Like that's not being in the moment. 
no. being being on Facebook while you're going and doing something or Instagram or Twitter or whatever is not being in the moment. That is being somewhere else. Like you can if you want to post that stuff, fine, but post it later after you've already been doing the thing. Yeah. And I, I think we really you know, we have a lot of moments pass by us mm. and we don't even realize they're a moment of importance or a moment of significance until right. later. So that's my advice today. All right. So I heard this quote by uh, Warren Buffett. I like Warren Buffett. What did he say? He, he said, said a lot of things. He has said a lot of things. Uh, but in this particular case, he said, if you put a police car on anyone's tail for 500 miles, they're going to get a ticket. And to me, what it's really saying is you're always going to find what you're looking for. If you're trying to find a problem in a relationship, you're going to find one. If you're trying to find a reason to leave your company to go do something else, you will find it. You're always going to find the supporting arguments for whatever it is that you're looking for. So if you're on one side of an issue then and you want to find supporting documents, you're going to go online and you're going to search in a way that is going to give you supporting documents to support your way of thinking. That's statistics, right? Right. And so, or statistics or studies are like, oh, this study said this and this study said this. And then somebody on the other side is going to be like, yeah, well, this study said this and this statistic said this. And so it's like a car crash, right? There may be two or three witnesses and they all saw the same thing, but they saw it from a different perspective. One may have been a bystander. One may have been in one vehicle. One may have been in the other vehicle and they are on the side of the street and they all saw something completely different, but it was the same scenario. And it's not until you get all three of their stories or three recollections of what happened until you get a true depiction of what really went on. And so my piece of advice is don't be so set on just your way of thinking. Be willing to look at the other side. Be willing to explore the other ideas so that you can get a full picture and you can be educated about what is really going on. I can appreciate that Um, because there's always two sides to every story and you need to find it. It's really hard nowadays with, the internet we we didn't really have the internet growing up right i mean internet was coming out right when we were teens you know young adults and so it's easier to find information data on whatever you want and you can find the information whatever way you want it to sway and so being able to see every point of view understand everyone's opinion or how they see things is important kind of reminds me of, you know, you, um, you have a, a phrase and then you whisper that phrase to someone else and then you go, keep going, keep going. Telephone. The, yeah. Until uh-huh. it gets to the end and it's something completely different, right? you know, which is interesting to show you how things are interpreted, Yep. you know? So, um, but that's, that's good advice. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us on episode 10. Hopefully you have gleaned something from this. Uh, We will be back uh, next next week week on Backseat Drivers. Drivers.